0: Here we go. And it's Friday again. That means it's time for the Nudge Cast, And it's time for Nudge Coach Happy Hour. It is November 20th. We're almost to Thanksgiving. Mac, how's it going over there?
1: Good. Good. And I guess real quick, we should let people know we don't think we're recording next week. Unless we did a different day.
0: Good call. Good call. Yeah, well, we're
1: going to the Instagram live. I guess we could record this on a different day, though.
0: This is a good test for us. We'll see how kind of how dedicated our audience is to, to you good folks out there. You find folks how dedicated you are to finding out when we're going to go live on a randomly at, uh, scheduled one.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's true. Maybe maybe we'll sneak a podcast episode in. The tricky part is, though, we usually do these based on whatever we encounter in the week, and we're not giving ourselves many days of happenings next week to really put an episode together.
0: That's true. I mean, how, how much hustle does the coaching community have on Thanksgiving week? That's the real question. Yeah, here. it's
1: true. I guess what can Monday and Tuesday bring is the big question.
0: Yep. Um, so we'll see, stay tuned. We may have something for you next week. Actually. In fact, um, we are going to publish one episode, at least that is a interview um, with who's that with, which one haven't we posted yet? Brittany Kennedy, Brittany oh, Kennedy. Nice. Did I get yeah. that right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, On point. Yeah, from on point nutrition. Uh, Great interview, great conversation with her. She's kind of a longtime partner of ours. um, And just crazy successful at executing on a remote coaching program as a team of coaches, all their coaches engagement rates with their clients are incredibly high. Um, so if you're looking for kind of some, some best practices from, from live action programs that are running really successfully in remote coaching, she's a good, good one to listen to
1: for sure. Yeah, I think for anyone too, that's trying to scale the scale, their business to the point of wanting to bring in additional team members and cause not, not everyone wants to do that. Some people just want to build a big lifestyle business and be able to travel the world and things like that. But I think Brittany has just done an incredible job of building a model that has scaled really nicely to the point where she's been able to scale the team and and bring on others. So anyone trying to do that, I think it's a great episode for you.
0: Yep. No doubt. Um, But onward, what are we talking about today?
1: I think we're talking about programs and I think, I think a couple things here for one, I know you wanted to touch a little bit on some of the things we have coming from a nudge standpoint, and it weaves into this because I think one one thing I mentioned earlier before we got on the Instagram live, which for anyone that hasn't, don't forget, we do that on Fridays right before we jump into here around 3.05 to 3.15 p.m. Eastern time, <clears throat> um, which is our kind of rough, hey, what are we going to talk about? Yeah. But I think a, a question that kind of came up that I heard multiple times this week that really could just kind of got me wondering where it's all going is the idea of program creation in the sense that. I'm seeing more and more people that are kind of trying to balance, hey, do I build my own or can I outsource my program? And that that kind of really got me thinking. And is that, you know, I know there's some systems out there that allow you to kind of work off templates. And I guess, and I've heard one stat from someone regarding kind of surveys that were done in the private medical practice space regarding the idea of practitioners, like were they open to following other people's programs or protocols? And I believe the stat we heard was about 50%. And it just got, it has me wondering, are more and more people going to be outsourcing their programming just to kind of coach alongside it? Like is, is programs as a business? Like, is that something, are we going to see people that are creating programs and other people are going to coach alongside them? Kind of like people that write songs, but don't actually do the singing? <laughs> I mean, it like I'm, just, I throw it out there as something that came up multiple times this week. And now I'm just kind of wondering, wow, is there, is there going to be a business of just program creation? It's such an interesting question. And we, it's,
0: it's kind of thinking back now we rolled out something called a pro, program builder mastermind, right? That's what we called our mastermind. And I wonder if we were a bit too on the, on the nose with that in terms of this potentially little cottage in, industry forming around program building experts um, program design, program Mm -hmm. creation experts. And, and this, this is where it gets into kind of what we're building and where I'm, I'm excited to kind of start to be kind of, kind of set us at a point where we're building in public, be really transparent about the things we're building into the platform upcoming. But, um, uh, it gets really interesting if you think about if we are building better tools to deliver programs online remotely, um, could this sort of cottage industry form around platforms like ours um, where people are literally experts at program creation and building them into certain systems. Um,
1: and it has me wondering. It has me wondering. It
0: is super interesting for sure. Cause I,
1: you know, I know we've, we've done, we did an episode with, you know, Sarah from Blueberry Connect who I think her business is a great example of one that's kind of kind of going down that path. And I think you see a lot of organizations out there that get into like coaching of coaches, but this whole idea of maybe program creation as a business or as a service, I'm just wondering if, if there's something there, but I'm also curious too, for most coaches out there, is it one of those things that how, how, how open to it are they? I mean, I I know some follow, I think organizations like IN and others do have kind of rough protocols you know that they're teaching coaches i mean is this is this going on most of the case or i always kind of get a sense there was a lot of kind of every coach kind of was creating their own flavor to it but now i'm almost wondering if you're just going to see this interesting dilemma where a lot of people are maybe using or purchasing programming from the same people and we're gonna see a lot of the same programming out there
0: it's fascinating to think about so this is us kind of asking this question out there too so um If you actually have some insight on this, um, just
1: DM. DM. Yeah, DM. I don't have the answer here. I'm just saying this is what (laughs) I encountered multiple times this week. And I just think it's an observation and something to keep our eyes on for the future because I'm wondering if this is a trend.
0: Yep. So, So hit one of us up. I'm at Phil Bean on Twitter. Mac is at Mac underscore Gamble on Instagram.
1: Don't forget the underscore. It's a really important part. Actually, no, that's not the case for anyone who's wondering why there's an underscore. I think I had Mac gamble as my Instagram handle like five years ago and then I didn't use it for a while. And so they canceled my account. And then when I tried to get back in, I had to, had to create a new account. So the, hence when the under where, where the underscore came from.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Good story. Good story. So that's all to say. Hit us up guys. I want to know. I, I want to know what people are finding out there. Cause this is going to be interesting for us too.
1: I may, I may put a question out there on Instagram. Cause I, I do, I think it's something that should be explored because I'm wondering if for one, I think there's a really, you're already seeing it. If you think about taking a step back online coaching has absolutely blown up this year. And as such, what you're seeing all of a sudden are a lot of training programs on how to go online. A lot of training programs focused on helping coaches make that transition. I think you're going to keep seeing kind of a ripple effect where you're, you know, we're already seeing, I'm seeing other coaching platforms pop up. You know, I think for years, people looked at like, look at us like we were crazy because we were in the space and now it's like, boom, everybody's in it. And then what we're now seeing, I think you're going to see more services popping up dedicated to online and remote coaches. I think about services out there that help coaches with their web presence or with, um, expanding their audience and their reach. I just think you're now going to see a suite of services and solutions dedicated towards online coaching. And I'm just wondering if program creation may be part of it.
0: Yep. And for some of you out there, this may be a a area of expertise you could consider um, Mm -hmm. building into, for example, um, You know, if if you listen to recent episodes, you already know that I've been sort of nerding out on online learning and stuff like that, online education, um, just kind of the recent history of this stuff. And, you know, I definitely follow some people now just from the research I did ahead of the last couple of weeks on that, um, who are absolute experts that people go to on online course creation and stuff like that some of that will just start to naturally evolve into online program creation. Um, And, and I think we'll just see it crop up in the same way. These are areas of expertise that and and things that if if you're a program expert um, things to consider in terms of future models that you can tap into.
1: It reminds me of ghostwriting, you know, it's kind of like ghostwriting for, for written content. I just, I, I think there's something here and I, you know, I don't know how much people would be charging just for program creation, but I I absolutely think there's a business here.
0: Yep. I agree. Okay. So how does that translate into what we're building? I guess let's zoom out a little bit to, to kind of connect some dots here. So, Um, we had this kind of team gathering, we could call it a retreat, but obviously digital Retreat
1: is what we currently call them during, during this time. We can actually get together a digital retreat.
0: Yeah, that's, that's good branding for what we did. It's a digital retreat. We obviously weren't all together in the same place, but we found a way to make it work. Um, spent several hours kind of getting back to basics, uh, restating our vision, Mm -hmm. core values, all that good stuff. And went through this exercise where we really dug down to kind of core beliefs and the core problem we're trying to solve and what we think the solution to that is. And it's really insightful for us. Um, but just to kind of talk through where that landed is that, you know, there's we've we've been a part of this wave that you kind of alluded to, this enormous growth of online coaching. And I think the the just fundamental core underlying driver of that is that like. All of us out here in the world are trying to find ways to be better. We want to mm-hmm. grow as people. And so there's enormous demand for solutions, services and solutions to help us improve in certain areas. And coaching is just the name of what fits that at this point. Um, so I've heard you say it before, and I'm hoping it's true that at some point, just everybody will have a coach. And that's I think what...
1: everyone will have a coach at some point. It, <laughs> it may not all be like health coaches or something, but I think everyone's gonna have a coach.
0: Yeah, yeah. But so what that kind of core underlying belief got us to is this, this uh, realization of the problem or framing of a problem in that, you know, the, the way to deliver uh, your knowledge that you've gained, that you're trying to, so so you, you obviously are an expert in something, you're trying to kind of Take that stored knowledge and monetize it, turn it into a business where you want to help other people achieve the success you've achieved, or you know understand what you understand, have that breakthrough, whatever it may be. That transformation, a lot of people call it. Um, there's no really, like, like the the methods for delivering programs online like this and coaching mm-hmm. online are super duper outdated and just don't fit like the day-to-day needs and accessibility that someone would expect, I think, with where we are in the world. So to solve that core problem, we're sort of getting to that we, we are kind of, our goal is to basically perfect the way that online or remote coaching programs are delivered. So creating this delivery mechanism that really makes it as ideal as it can be for people to engage in, Stick with and get to the finish line, right? Whatever that finish line is, and and just so you're not being too literal, there there shouldn't be a finish line because you should have a follow up program for that.
1: (laughs) I love it. I totally agree. The um, yeah, you know, it's funny. I've had conversations with a handful of our partners, or take that back, dozens of our partners the past few weeks, helping with the transition. And it was it kind of hit me as we're going through this that I kind of see it as kind of a Venn diagram. I think there's kind of three pillars here that weave together to kind of affect a remote coaching or online coaching. And I think it's the, the asynchronous communication, which we've obviously touched on plenty, that idea that, you know, we, we meet clients where they are, communicate when it's probably most convenient for them. I think there's also the accountability piece, the data tracking, you know, I, as a coach, you know, coaching Phil, have certain items, you know, from a business standpoint, we may call it key performance, key performance indicators, KPIs I have you working towards. Um, and then there's also the idea of kind of automated content delivery that you would typically see within like a learning management system. And I think the kind of optimal online coaching experience, both from a coaching standpoint, but also in the client standpoint, too is how the three of those can weave together in a very elegant way. And I think unfortunately we've seen even ourselves in running our mastermind program. And so you can touch on this. It's, it really is a, it's a pain in the ass. It sucks trying to do stuff like this right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm really encouraged from where we're going. And I think in a lot of ways we're now solving our own problem with the mastermind, you know, and seeing it firsthand of, wow, there needs to be a better solution here. But be interesting to hear you kind of un- unpack that some of your experience and kind of seeing it from your side.
0: Yeah, yeah, and even in in this sort of B two B delivery of you know we we launched the program builder mastermind with the goal of um, kind of helping people transition to online and and create programs that make sense for when we do launch this update right. And training mm-hmm. all around that, whether it's you know ways to make sure they're bringing in more clients online so they can grow their business or you know, literally down to the Mm. details of laying out their program so that it fits the delivery mechanism we're building. Right. Um, And within that, which was a mastermind group cohort of about 40 people, um, we had to basically tie together communication and resources in the form of emails that go out. So using Mm. either literally just my email account, Gmail, or uh, uh, MailChimp plus a place for the community to live, the group to live, right? Which for that we use Slack um, because it was convenient for us and for several of the people mm-hmm. that we had talked to in advance. Um, so we, we created that group in Slack. Everybody communicated there. That was kind of the core communication hub for the community. And then we delivered resources in a hodgepodge of different tools. Uh, Trello for one um google slides for one um so if you think about that we ran a two-week program this is not like anything crazy a two-week program with guest presenters and all that stuff and all the hosted all the sessions on zoom i should say and hosted all the videos on vimeo Mm -hmm. i can go on there are a ton of platforms involved in just this little kind of two-week um mastermind that we did and tying all those together in, in, into an experience that, you know, people that meets people where they are, c- people can keep up mm-hmm. with, um, can engage with effectively, get the most out of is really, really hard. I mean, I I have quite a bit of digital marketing experience and I had a hard time tying together all the systems to make it a good experience for everybody. Do you
1: think, and I, I'd imagine, so for anyone who, who wasn't familiar with the mastermind, that was a cohort based group program, meaning that everyone was kind of running through it at the exact same time. It, it seems like in a, it's even, the problem may be even exacerbated a little bit with more group programming. It seems like it, there may be even more systems we had to use versus if it was a one-to-one mm-hmm. and the diff I'd say more difficult just to put all this together. Um, is what it at least seemed like from my perspective.
0: Yeah, no, that would have involved some pretty sophisticated, um, triggering and email automation, yeah. um, that kind of thing to make sure that, you know, since it would be kind of asynchronous in that people would be signing up and starting day one at different times, um, that creates a whole other layer of complication. Um, and yeah, so the fact that we're trying to package all that and build a solution to it to simplify that experience, um, I can tell you firsthand now that that is a pain in the ass that I would like to like to alleviate for everybody out there.
1: Yeah, it it it'll be nice when we can actually run all that on our own system, which I think will be, which like I said, I, I think it's always great when you're trying to solve your own problem because I think you you're then a lot more attuned to some of the finer details of of the problem itself. And I encourage by what you know, as we've kind of gone into testing and playing with it, really encourage from what we've seen so far, the feedback we've seen from our partners, just some really cool stuff coming. And I think that's um, and we find to kind of jump deeper into that in the next mastermind teach. Speaking of which, can we say there's a next mastermind? Is this something we can officially say now? <laughs> yeah, man. Don't tell everybody, but it's Don't coming. tell everybody. <laughs> I, I, we, won't, we won't mention it on the podcast, though. How about that?
0: <laughs> no, I'm only kidding. Cohort two is starting, two. starting December 8th, which means uh, registration is probably going to open up the week before that, which would be the week after Thanksgiving, if everybody tracked that. The, the point is you need to get on the email list at NudgeCoach.com. So the easiest way to do that is just to go create a free Nudge Coach account. Um, trust me, it'll be extremely valuable to you at some point soon. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, go ahead and set that up. Get on our email list. We'll keep you up to date with when that's coming available. Um, but yeah, that's, that's official. It's locked in. I'm reorganizing the content as we speak so that it's a better experience than the first time around.
1: Super everything. cool. So, yeah, so we've got a lot of exciting things coming. I think... terms of we've got some podcast interviews coming out. It sounds like with Brittany, we've got um, the mastermind coming in December. So for anyone who's really wanting to make sure they have a little bit of additional um, support, maybe as they're putting their online programming together, that's what we're there for. Um, So that'll be in December. And then the new updates coming out probably closer to February one at this point or late January. So that's something that will be coming out early next year. So yeah, a lot of great things coming out over the next few months and as I mentioned, I think there's a lot happening in the coaching space right now, too. So I think this wave is going to continue to grow. Um, I think there was one question that, you know, as we're thinking about programming overall, and people are kind of wondering, is this is this a fad? And that's kind of a question I would ask for you, too. Do we think this is, where do you see this going over the next couple of years? Is this just largely tied to pandemic, or do we think this trend is going to continue?
0: Oh, yeah. Um, so, no, it's not just a fad. <laughs> I, you know, I was going to kind of pose a question back to you there for a second, but I just decided to answer it myself because I think, you know, we're plugged in enough to know. So I saw saw some interesting data the other day. I think it was that 41% of the people who were pushed to going remote for work because of the pandemic will never return to in-office work again.
1: I'm not surprised.
0: That was a a projection that was put out by, gosh, I'm not going to remember. Here I am not quote not citing my statistics, but I can't remember where I saw that. But I that is definitely the number I saw. Um, The point is, like you know, a lot of this knowledge work is going to be kind of fragmented out into the world, and Mm -hmm. a lot of people will have the opportunity to roll out these businesses around what they've learned, what people are trying to achieve. Especially as people are more scattered and working from home, I think it'll be it'll kind of up the ante on the need the need for for better ways to grow for connection with other people who can help you do it. Um, I think coaching is just in a, like it's on the launch pad, ready to just (laughs) fire off into the stratosphere. It's going to be kind of nuts over the next couple of years.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. I think we're just going to keep seeing different coaching types pop up and more, I think mature coaching models appear Mm -hmm. and more um, as you touched on kind of just, not just, kind of initial programming, but also to kind of more creative, unique, subsequent programming, like ongoing membership models, maintenance plans. That's where I get excited about how all these pieces can kind of weave together into that way. So it'll be interesting to see how we ca- keep up with it from a nudge standpoint based on, you know, keeping up with them, keeping up with the market. I think programming is a is a logical stepping stone but I think there's obviously some other things we'll probably continue to see and experience in the coaching world next year that we just need to keep our eyes on.
0: Yeah, absolutely and and you know, program automation isn't the only thing we're we're building, but mm-hmm. I mean, we're, we're kind of kind of highlighting that right now cuz the status quo is for kind of putting your your programmatic content, I'll just call it out into the world right now is the online course, so like an LMS system. And I think what, you know, people have realized over the last couple of years is that there are some pitfalls there and there have been a lot of people um, I'm learning more and more just through the people I interact with through the mastermind and other ways who have just come out and said, listen, this is the way I could figure out how to put my information out into the Mm -hmm. world and package it um, in an online course. But I've, been frustrated with it the whole time, because what I'm doing feels much more like coaching, I want to be doing something that looks much more like coaching. And I've been surprised by how much I've been hearing that lately. But mm-hmm. um, the people I've been hearing it from have, have said it in a way that led me to believe it's been something they've been feeling for a long time. Um, so that was definitely interesting. And you know, the, the real practical problem there is just basically that, clients aren't completing online courses because online courses mm-hmm. aren't very engaging. You know, it's just kind of a static set of content that gets delivered one piece at a time.
1: It's funny you say that. Cause I, I was thinking about another thing that came up over the past couple of weeks that I've been seeing more of. And it's been just, like I said, as we've been connecting with partners more to kind of work with them on the transition to the new system is the idea that a lot of partners we are working with envision the use of a, a kind of standard program. I'll, I'll call it like their baseline programming as a method of almost lead nurturing for their premium offering, meaning that they envision in most, I'd say most people have maybe an, an audience to start with when they're doing this rather than just collecting email addresses and sending them emails, creating kind of a lighter version of their program that they want to funnel people into to help kind of give them a teaser or kind of a taste of the actual program itself, and then have the right hooks in place and calls to action to have that person kind of, book a call or opt into premium programming, which I think is a newer trend. I don't think we were seeing this as much last year. This feels like something that's new and it may just be as we're getting more robust platforms. And I think coaches in general are becoming more familiarized with the idea of funnels and creation of funnels and how it's, you know, structuring one for their business. I don't know. I I don't know if you've been seeing that or maybe I'm just the world I'm in. I encounter it more.
0: Yeah, no, I, I am. And I think it's, it's really interesting. It, it seems just like sort of an evolution of it's like a more engaging kind of blog, right. Or something like that. Like it's a, it's a more engaging way to experience the nurturing process, right. Um, more defined and more, more engaging. And I think it's kind of brilliant and should be used more and more, um, I'm excited about it for sure. I mean, I think I think it's a, there's a big opportunity there. We we've, we've I mean, we have seen people do it in the past. Mm-hmm. Groups that we've worked with do it in in the past, but it was rare, right? Um you're totally right about that. Like the Strength Matters example we did a couple of years ago was a, an early example.
1: This I I've I've written some blogs about this and I feel like I'm starting to see it more. I'm and I'm encouraged by the trend. I feel like I'm starting to see coaching businesses starting to, some of them starting to run themselves like SaaS companies in a way. And what I mean by that is that idea where, you know, in the software world, people like to try before they buy. So you, you know, obviously you, you give them some kind of taste of the overall value so they can experience, see if it's the right fit for them to the point of conversion. And I think we're starting to see some really neat models pop up in the coaching world around some of what we're talking about right now, that idea that, Hey, we're building an audience, hey, we're going we're gonna to initially engage and build a relationship with them in a little bit of a different way versus just kind of pumping out emails to them. Um, and so maybe we do that with light programming and then, hey, that's the way I've built a relationship. Hey, we built up some rapport. Now I'm going to try to get them to maybe book a call so I can help kind of convert them into my, my primary offering. And I just think there's some really neat models coming together. That, like I said, a year ago, I don't feel like we were seeing things like this. This feels much more, like I said, more like we'd seen the SaaS world than we would from a typical coaching, coaching business.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's getting a lot more creative, but also at the same time, creative, but also more metric discipline.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. It
0: seems like is, is emerging. People are understanding the concepts of like lifetime value of a client. Um, you know, how much people are paying to acquire customers. Yeah. Um, all, all these things, even churn rates. I have, I mean, having having a coaching business mention churn rates to us is sort of like a, a punch, like a slap in the face. So it's like a shock. We're like, whoa! Yeah. We've been, you know, we obsess over churn rates as a SaaS company. Uh, but
1: I'll never forget some of the first calls we had with coaching businesses years ago. At this point, and some of the conversations and the the paths that would go down, where you could tell these people were great at working with clients but had no idea around the idea of kind of building a remote coaching business or online coaching business. And I think now we have a much more educated, mature market that I think things are just more defined. And I think as a result, you know, there's better education out there too. I think for a while, it just, there really wasn't, there weren't a lot of places you could go learn about this. So I, I think it's encouraging to see that a lot of people getting into the coaching world now, can make the transition into remote or online much more seamlessly. And I think with a higher degree of success than they could even 18 months ago.
0: Yeah, for sure. And part of that is just people and kind of the shared experience and knowledge Mm -hmm. being developed around the, the challenges that are unique to working online with clients, um, not having that kind of in-person experience. Um, There's, not just a lot more information out there in the world, but, you know, people you can connect with to help you walk through the process, even who've, who've kind of taken it on the chin a few times, um, trying to transition themselves. Uh, so there's, yeah, it's, it's really heartening to see how much more advanced, I guess, a lot of these businesses are in terms of how they're thinking about how they can structure their programs um, the opportunities there that, that are available to them when um, you can take advantage of, of online tools and and understanding the reasons why remote coaching can be potentially more valuable than in-person coaching the opportunity to be able to um, periodically touch base in between sessions with great ease no no real friction there at all to keep track of someone if they're tracking certain things with great ease no friction there at all in between sessions it's magic to a coaching business if it's done right it's like the whole ball game we've been working on the engagement problem for a few years now so we're way ahead in terms of our ability to speak to that stuff um, but this programmatic stuff is is a little bit new to us so this is a fun marriage of, of ideas that is really going to turn into something that I think is going to unlock real engagement yeah. and scale in, in coaching programs. It's
1: it's funny, as you were talking about all that, it just reminded me of some of the early conversations we were having with coaches years ago when we would hear people wanting to, um, you're talking about the value of remo- of online and, and how, I and I, I agree with this. I think if you do online coaching the right way, I would argue that's actually a higher value proposition than in-person coaching. And it was funny because I think three years ago even, That was a pretty foreign concept. And I felt like a lot of people we talked to were trying to launch like these $49 online coaching businesses. And it just was, it was mind blowing to me because that idea of being with a person more regularly, being in their pocket, um, I think better weaving into their lifestyle and, having such a low price point, it was just kind of a funny, I think, I, I guess the the market was still maturing at that point. People were still trying to figure it all out, but mm-hmm. as it's matured now, you know, it's encouraging to see, we're seeing people charge hundreds of dollars a month, even, even those that are getting into like performance coaching, oh, yeah. even higher price points. I mean, it, I think at this day and age, you can really legitimize the business model in, in a lot of different ways, create something that's much more mature and very lucrative.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, you know, with that, the the advantages of, of working remotely, you know, we also have kind of the principles you have to go back to to make sure that you can engage someone remotely, which does create new challenges. Like making sure you go out of your way to humanize the experience since you don't have that need to knee relationship in the first place. Um, those are the things that are the kind of hurdles that... Our experienced working on this problem for several years can kind of help people get through. Uh, but people are learning that faster and faster too. I think that's, that's also very positive. And once people f- kind of these businesses really understand, and there's kind of a, uh, a, a stored knowledge within the industry, I, I, just, I can't wait to see what comes of it. Cause I think mm-hmm. it gets pretty scalable eventually. Um, but you, there's opportunities to have kind of, you know, high ticket offerings where you only want to work with a handful of clients you want to be super personalized. You can totally do that through a, a digital relationship yep. um, or you can really kind of hone things in, get really metric uh, driven, get really disciplined with, with those important metrics and, and really start to scale something if you want to. That's absolutely something you can do with online tools. I, I just think there's so much opportunity here um, that people are realizing that they can really create the, the business that they want to have
1: absolutely and i you know i'm excited to see what pops up here as we get into the new year cuz i think we're going to keep seeing more and more new concepts i think whenever you see something like this happen in history some kind of downturn of some kind or or um you know just i think adversity you see a lot of innovative new ideas pop up no doubt i hope we're one so. of them <laughs> <laughs> well well yeah don't quit your day job right um <laughs> What if we? Do you think we can make it as pro podcasters? That's the big question. Uh
0: probably not. <laughs> probably not. <laughs>
1: Jury, jury's out, right? Hopefully, at least the the niche that that online coaching is relevant for appreciates it, though.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's what it's all about: high value to the people we reach. Um,
1: well, what else? What else? I think that was it. That was what I would yeah. consider this weekend coaching. That idea of. Uh, Outsource programming, as well as kind of the use of programming as a layer of the funnel. I think we're, we're two of the big concepts I saw this week. Um, obviously, next week being a shorter week, probably won't have as many ideas if we do record. But um, I think we're starting, I think this will be, well, what we're seeing the past couple of weeks, I think will we'll really shape some of the episodes over the next eight weeks because I think programming Is becoming a bigger and bigger theme, not only for our business, but also too, I think we're just, it's the question we're getting a lot from, I think the coaches we work with is more around program creation and, you know, perfecting it and things like that. Mm -hmm.
0: absolutely so that's a lot to dig into and you know since we're putting ourselves in the position of running mastermind programs around these concepts uh let's keep digging into them we're also going to continue to i think provide some updates along the way as we're kind of building up towards this launch um as mac mentioned into january february one somewhere in that range um we'll keep you guys posted we'd love to have some conversations with you guys on it too um The last, I guess the, the one loose end I wanted to mention is kind of the, um, the other type of platform that people are trying to leverage in kind of group settings, which is kind of the community, uh, platform of some kind. Um, this is another kind of feels like an almost desperate attempt to, um, fit a square peg in a round hole for a coaching business is to use something like a Facebook group is the sort of original, uh place where this this started and you would see this a lot use a facebook group to try to coach a group of people towards something and build community around it Um, now you're seeing platforms like mighty networks circle um, uh, different tribe Mm -hmm. different platforms like that where you can create more private secure communities which is one step in the right direction Um, but to me this is always it always feels eventually like a community out of context right there's something missing yeah. from from this because you're creating a community for a reason and unless that that reason is just something that's incredibly easy to communicate through community constantly then there's something missing there and so the community mm-hmm. by itself isn't a solution that's where we need something like a program as the anchor to tie everything together right everybody's experiencing this program as they stay connected and have something new to talk about every couple
1: of days. Right. I am with you. I think there's, there's inherently been some awkwardness within the online coaching space for the past few years because of that, where it's, it's a balancing act of, Hey, there either feels like something's missing from your offering because the coach hasn't wanted to balance managing, you know, one more system or it's the, um, of it being kind of more of a fragmented solution where there maybe other things are bolted on, but they don't really feel connected in any kind of way. And so yep. I'm with you. I think, you know, someone mentioned to me recently that they're keeping an eye on the great, they're calling it the great unbundling of Facebook, which I thought was really interesting. Mm-hmm. There's a, now you're going to start seeing as people jump off Facebook, a lot of new systems popping up that take on some of that value that Facebook had provided, one of the little pieces here and there. And I think that's where you see those online community systems really popping up. But Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I think alone, each one of them feels awkward in a coaching setting, you know, whether it's just a community or whether it's just online courses. Um, it, it does feel like there we need to get to a point as an industry of having a more kind of integrative approach.
0: Yeah, all right, just wanted to hit that because that's yeah. gonna be a theme of the next couple of weeks for sure. Some sometime yeah. in the next, I like couple that a lot. Weeks. We're gonna dig into that. Um, all right, guys, well, here's the deal um make sure you are subscribed whether it's on spotify apple podcasts whatever you use to listen to your podcasts really wouldn't hurt if you're especially if you're on apple podcasts a quick five-star rating for your for your guys here you can follow mac at mac underscore gamble that's g-a-m-b-i-l-l on instagram sneaky i know yeah that's right um and i actually have a weird spelling as well at phil bean that's phil b-e-e-n-e on twitter so there's too many
1: E's in his name i've I've talked yeah. to him about it, yeah too many Es. We're
0: working on it. There might be a formal name change in the future. Um, follow us, send us messages. We would love to engage with you guys more directly, um, however you like mm-hmm. to and uh yeah, always on YouTube. you can watch these on YouTube. you can see our our lovely faces. Um, that's nice for some people. I don't know about everybody, but some people like it. <laughs>
1: As I, that makes me say I, I have to update my Zoom background at some point. We're going to have to keep kind of rotating. If if we're really encouraging YouTube watching, we need to be kind of keeping our Zoom background game on top.
0: That's right. I hear that engaging experiences online are dynamic, Mac. So
1: we have to
0: keep things dynamic <laughs> yep. and fresh. Yep.
1: I've been I've been rocking this one for like nine months now, and it was great yeah. when we first started. But now I just feel like I need I need to expand and spread my wings. <laughs> All right. Well, there's another thing to look forward
0: to if you're on the YouTube channel. So the YouTube channel is just nudge coach, two words. Um, But I think that's it for today. And we'll uh, catch you guys on the flip side.